Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Broadcasting from Terrio Studios in Glendale, California, it's time for Epic Real Estate Investing with Matt Terrio. Yeah. Welcome. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Epic Real Estate Investing. If this is your, your first time listening to the show, welcome. Really glad that you're here. And this is the place where I show people how to get out of the rat race using real estate. And it all really begins with just a simple shift in mindset, a shift in focus. Just to simply stop focusing on creating piles of cash. Stop, stop working so hard for money and stop, you know, saving money and start focusing on creating streams of income, what we like to call in the real estate world, cash flow. And for step-by-step instruction from where you are right now all the way to, to living the dream of your own, being financially free, you can become a member of the Epic Pro Academy. I got started investing in real estate with absolutely no money, no credit, and I was forced to come up with 12 different strategies that required little to no money. And that's what I teach in the Epic Pro Academy. So if you'd like to become a member and support the podcast, support the show, you can go to epicproacademy.com. Or if you want to just test me out and, and, and test out the strategies first, I'll give you the first two of those strategies for free. The two that I like to think that are probably the easiest and fastest ways to transact real estate using no money, no credit, put some fast money in your pocket. And you can access that at the free course that I put together at um, freerealestateinvestingcourse.com. But you can get it all right there on the homepage of Epic Pro Academy. All of it is right there for you. Okay. So today, really excited, got another very exciting episode of Beer with Matt, and this is where you, the listener, uh, send me an email to matt at epicrealestate.com. You put Beer with Matt in the subject line, and we'll try and coordinate something to where you can actually come into the studio, and you essentially get to interview me. This is your time where you can ask all the questions that you want specifically about your own situation, and we go ahead and record them. You know, there's so many... Uh, of the podcast listeners that I've been able to go to lunch with, have beer with, have coffee with, you know, just have snacks with. And we've had so many great conversations that I look back and I kind of regret that I didn't record a lot of those. So now we're just going to uh, double down, leverage our time and uh, put these on recording. So today I'm joined by Mr. Edgar Macias. Edgar, welcome to the show. Hey, very glad to be here. I'm very excited. I uh, sent you an email a while back uh, asking for lunch and to pick your brain, and you just took it to the next level. Yeah, it was good timing. <laughs> I was thinking about something like this, and then you had uh, sent me the uh, email, and I said, well, let's just go ahead and launch this. Um, this is uh, just the 
per our schedule, even though you were the first request. You were, you're on the second episode of Beer with Matt. The first episode went went fairly well, I thought. So we're, we're going to keep on doing this as long as it continues to go well. So, uh, Edgar, where are you from? Well, I currently live in West L.A. I, um, originally from Fresno, California, Central California. Mm-hmm. Lived there for until I was 18 and then went to uh, Northern California for school and then now in L.A. So basically all over California. Got it. Got it. And... Uh, what do, you, what do you do during the day? What do you do for a living? So my living is property management. I, uh, pro- I manage basically single-family homes up to small apartments, okay. all in the West L.A. area. Uh, my business philosophy is within a 20-mile radius because I feel I wouldn't be a service to my clients if it was farther than that. Mm-hmm. So I'm within a 20-mile radius of where I'm located. Got it. And how long have you been doing that? I've been, actually, I've been doing property management for over uh, eight years now. Um, actually, I started with corporate, working for Corporate America, and um, I got laid off in 2009, and actually ended up being, it was a shock at first, but ended up being a blessing to disguise. I actually, you could say that was my do-over because that enabled me to do my, uh, or start my own business. Got it. So it's, so it's your business. It's your management company. It is my own business right now. That's yes. awesome. How many, how many units are you managing? So right now I have around 80 units okay. currently, and uh, I'm fortunate it's enough for me to have enough cash flow for uh, my team members and myself to, you know, just run my own business and, and do my own thing. Actually... Uh, I got laid off in 2009, and just you know, some clarification. 2010, I ended up able to go full time into my own business, which mm-hmm. was a milestone for me. Awesome! So, you started it from scratch. Exactly. Well, congratulations. That's yeah, thank awesome. You, thank you. That takes up a lot of your time, I imagine. Oh yeah. So that's uh, <laughs> that's actually leads to one of my my first questions. Okay. Because I do have two uh, business goals this year, and right. one of them is. Uh, because of this property management business, one of my goals is to uh, have it run without me. Mm-hmm. So currently I'm trading my time for money and property management consumes a lot of my time right now. I'm working on developing systems and delegating the day-to-day to, uh, to my team members so I can focus on more growing my business and not working in my business. Mm-hmm. So a solution that I was thinking that would work for me uh, currently is to hire another property manager to replace me. Uh, but I currently do not have enough cash flow to do this. Any suggestions on how I can bridge this gap and accomplish my goal quicker? Got it. Got it. Um, well, you're you're on the right you're on the right track of replacing yourself within your business, so you can work more on it than rather than in it. Um, I'm in the middle of doing those types of things my, myself. Great. Um, not enough cash flow. Well, the, the, there's got to be a give somewhere. Yes. You know. So I would. Uh, you can certainly look at the the intern route, maybe maybe that you train somebody and Great. and move up to a paid internship, and and eventually as you continue to build the business, there hopefully there would be enough cash flow to um, feed you both. Great. That's uh, you know the, the business just isn't big enough for you to step out of it yet, unless you are going to create an additional means of income for yourself by stepping out. So I think you have to hit that level first. I'm not an expert at, at doing this because, like I was just sharing with you, I'm in the middle of doing it myself. I'm hiring our our very first people this week specifically. Awesome. You know, just before you walked in, we were on a, a <laughs> conference call and talking to a, a prospective candidate. And so, I, you know, before you can step out, if you if you want this business to also support you, you've got to get it to a level to where it can support you both. Great, and, and that's what I was. I'm working on doing the systems, and I the way I see it is more managing the manager. I'm still going to be involved mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. the business, um, but I could at least step out a little bit more and sure. focus on on growing it. Sure. So, but yeah, those are great suggestions. Thank you. And uh, my second goal is um, for my partner Sepera and I. We're we're looking at investing in apartment buildings, mm-hmm. and uh, before the year end, that's our goal. We had a 37 unit under contract and just recently walked away because uh, we could not come to terms with the seller. 
Uh, so we're back in, you know, back to searching for another apartment deal and any recommendations on developing good deal flow, especially from out-of-state locations? Um, I don't know how good they are. I'll tell you what I've been doing for my own personal deal flow is I'm a big believer in, in networking. I'm a big believer in relationships. All of my best deals come from relationships. Um, it didn't start out that way. I mean, I did all the, I had to do the, the direct mail and I did the internet and I did the door knocking and I did the driving of the neighborhoods. I had to do all that initially. But the more and more deals you do, the more relationships you gain. And my two best places probably now, my best relationships that do bring me deals would be my property managers. Okay. You know, you probably understand that the dynamics of that, you yes. know, when you have a dissatisfied land, landlord, yes. right? And you know that, well, he might be a, a feasible candidate that might want to sell. So th th that's a good place for property managers. And then, of course, you know, realtors. And the one question that I always ask realtors, regardless of how long I've known them, uh, I try to work it into the conversation at least once every single time is, do you have any listings or do you know any sellers that would be open to seller financing? Awesome. And those have been those two places, the property managers and realtors, by asking that one question, have been my best source of deals. Great. Definitely. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So uh, another thing, I, I love playing the cash flow board game by Robert Kiyosaki. I just finished playing it we, last night. I played every week on Wednesday nights. Mm -hmm. uh, we have a meetup uh, at the Grove, and I, I just love playing it because there's so many valuable financial lessons in this game. One of them is partnership. Mm -hmm. Like John F. Kennedy said, a rising tide lifts all boats. And one thing I noticed when you play the cash flow game, when you partner with people and have a mutual win-win focus, you end up getting out of the rat race quickly. Mm -hmm. In the real world, however, partnerships are like marriages and last a lot longer than in the cash flow board game. Can you give us some, some tips on choosing great partners or ensuring success in your partnerships? Okay, good. Well, awesome insight because that, that, that board game can be like uh, – like Monopoly, and it can take three or four hours yes. <laughs> if you play by yourself and you're, and you're playing against everybody. But if you do create partnerships, you know, you can get out of the rat race significantly quicker. Um, I can attest to that that absolutely does apply in real life as well. Okay. Uh, I have many partnerships on, on many properties. One thing I've, this is changing a little bit now, but I'll tell you up to this point how I've created my partnerships is I've defined a very clear line between, you know, I'm always the lender or I'm going to be the owner, one or the other. That way, first of all, I don't need to get a, a, an attorney involved. We don't need to have a, um, a joint venture agreement or start an LLC together. And so that kept it nice and clean. And additionally, if you both have those specific roles, you know, the, the laws are very clear on, on, on your rights from that aspect, whether you're the lender or the owner. And also it keeps each other out of, out of your hair. Like if, if uh, I'm the lender, hey, as long as you keep making me payments, I'm fine. I don't really care what you do with the property. Um, but I, I, need the, I need you to keep those payments steady. And I know if you mess up, then hey, I, get, I have the property as security. So that's, that's the one position you'd have as a, as, a, uh, as a lender. And then as the landlord, you know, it's your job to, to make your payments. So you gotta get the building to produce. So that's how I'd like to do um, probably, I would say 80 to 90% of my relationships right now are my partnerships are distinguished that way. I'm either the lender or I'm the owner. Okay. Now just recently, I've uh, started, um, I have a, a couple partners where we are actually members of the same LLC and we have partnerships there. I just, you just gotta be really careful on who you go into business with. You're right, they are very much like marriages. <laughs> and when that honeymoon period is over, <laughs> 
um, you know, th- th- reality can can hit the fan, so to speak. Yes. I, you just got to be really careful, and I don't think there's any way to to tell up front. We definitely have operating agreements, and we have LLC set up, so all of that stuff has been established with an attorney. We have our exit plans and all of our contingency clauses and what happens in certain situations. So that's all very clearly written out right from the get-go. So that's probably the most important thing to do. Okay. So defining each other's roles and being clear on that. Absolutely. And you can put all of that in the operating agreement of your uh, limited liability companies. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, Tony Robbins said, you are either growing or dying. How I interpret this quote is, well, you know, first of all, I'm not sure if uh, Tony Robbins created that quote, but I give him credit because I was at an event with him at uh, Unleash the Power Within, Uh and he said it. So it's a great quote, and how I interpret this quote is to push yourself out out of your comfort zone and be a student for life. What do you do to ensure you're always learning and growing? Hmm. Good question. Well, I am a consummate student. I'm always I'm I listen to podcasts like like crazy. I listen to audiobooks. Um, I attend seminars all the time. Uh, I I know that you want to be very open to learning because none of us know it all, and none of us are ever going to know it all. Um, so I, I invest a lot in my education, and that's I invest money and I invest time, and uh, so that's one way that I that I do. Uh, I don't know how much. That's great. I push myself out of my comfort zone these days. I don't know if I really have to, but to get where I am, I had to do it consistently. But now inside my comfort zone, I, I can still make a very significant living just doing what I do. Um, I guess recently, I guess over the last year, going from single family residence to multifamily, that pushed me out of my comfort zone a little bit. But I wasn't out of the comfort zone very long. I'm, I'm very comfortable with it now. Um, someone just asked me if I had planned on, actually it was the last Beer with Matt conversation that we just had. <laughs> someone had asked me if I uh, was going to go into commercial real estate. And I guess that would be a little bit out of my comfort zone. I don't know too much about it. I don't have a whole lot of interest in it. I don't have a, a big giant incentive to, to you know, stop doing what I'm doing. So um, I don't really have a good question there. I do, have, I do know in real estate though that uh, either you are making money or you're getting educated. (laughs) So it's not necessarily you are growing or you're dying, but you are making money or you are learning. That would be my my twist on that. Definitely. Um, Don't know if I answered your question there. No, you did. I mean, I feel like, um, like, for example, in property management, I'm always learning from my clients' mistakes. That's Mm -hmm. why they hire me is there's an issue going on. And um, just for me to, you know, be accepting to that challenge and, and willing to take it on, I, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like I'm growing and learning. Sure. So every day is a different day. So I guess just in my normal day to day, and I'm sure in, in any real estate entrepreneur's day to day, it's, mm-hmm. it's not going to be the same thing every day. You know, in so, every single transaction, there's a lesson. Exactly. There, there's something that I didn't know that I didn't know. Um, it's why I'm such a big advocate of moving at the speed of instruction because there's no way I could teach you everything that there is to know about real estate exactly. before you take that first step, right? <laughs> yeah. And I mean, still to this day, every transaction, I've got a lesson uh, that I, something that I learn. So yeah, yeah. You, you can't help but learn in this business. So I think what I take from it is just having the courage to be open to learning and taking on new challenges. Mm-hmm. You're going to automatically, you know, Mm-hmm. be pushing your limits and and and, and growing yep yep so, great um how did you get where you are today i mean obviously you're, you're a success and i look up to you i, I listen to your podcast i'm always learning mm-hmm. from you and i get a lot of gold nuggets from listening to you so you have a lot of knowledge and wisdom mm-hmm. and i'm curious 
you know, how did you get where you are? How did I get? That's that's a big <laughs> question. That's like, <laughs> let's start talking about the life, you know. You know, when I when I got out of the, the Marine Corps, I spent, uh, you know, a decade or uh, over a decade in the music business. And that digital download thing came along, just new technologies of the way people consume and purchase music. It changed, and I wasn't prepared for that change. And I had to start all over again. And I hit rock bottom, had to start from scratch. You, you know my story. Yes. I was 34 years old, I was bagging groceries. And never envisioned myself being there. But I took all of those lessons, and I said, okay, I'm not going to make the same, less, the same mistakes twice. But I got to start something new. I got And entertainment was no longer an option for me. So I was like, okay, what's out there that can produce the same type of lifestyle that I had become accustomed to? And, you know, after some searching, it came up and I decided real estate was the answer. So I had to learn. But I was going to learn in a way that uh, I was going to become really good at it. I was going to become the best at it. And I wanted to learn from the best. And then as I got into business, I wanted to make sure that I didn't make the mistakes that I made in the music business. And just one step at a time, you know, there's just... Real, real estate is not a complicated thing. It's it's generating leads. You got to learn how to find the deals. You got to write the offers, and then you got to learn how to analyze the deals to make sure that they are actually deals. That's something that you want to follow through with, and then uh, you got to come and find the money to close the deal. And I just did that over and over and over again, and it's just built up to something like as of this, you know, last week, two weeks ago, we just closed on our 138th unit. Wow. So I've gone from one small little single-family residence all the way up to 138 total units. Great. Awesome. So it's just one step at a time. And the more you do it, the better you get. And the better you get, the more money you make. Awesome. So talking about your real estate empire, uh, besides growing it, what do you like to do for fun? Ah, What do I like to do for fun? (laughs) I like to drink beer. I figured I could uh, work and drink at the same time. That's why I started this. Um, No, seriously, I, I, I love sports. I'm a big Dodger fan, big Laker fan. I love the uh, the St. Louis Rams. They used to be here in Los Angeles, but uh, I'm not holding that against them. I st- I'm still a fan of the Rams. I love the the USC Trojans. So I, I love to. I like going to sports bars and watching okay. sports on the weekends. I love that. I love okay. drives up drives up and down the coast. I love the beach. Um, my son is a big fan of the water. Anything having to do with water is. Whether it's the swimming pool or the shower, or the bathtub, um, it's it's the hose, it's it's the awesome. ocean. So we do a lot of water sports now. He just great rode his first jet ski the other day, and so now I think I have to go out and buy a jet ski for him. <laughs> awesome. And uh, your favorite real estate book? Favorite real estate book? That's a good one. Well, I think the obvious answer, and it's not necessarily a real estate book, but it is the book that changed my whole way of thinking. That would be Rich Dad Poor Dad. Great. Um, the the but this real estate specific book, I really like Gary Keller's book, uh, The Millionaire Real Estate Investor. Oh. I refer to it frequently, and I just think it lays out a good road to travel to to create that financial independence that, you know, the cash flow to escape the rat race that you're familiar with. Awesome. I haven't read that book. I'll put that on my list for sure. Yeah, it's my. It's a really thick one. It's Great. a really big one. Yeah. Audio book is available, though. Okay. Yeah, I'll <laughs> probably take that on. All right. <laughs> and your favorite non-real estate book? Non-real estate book. Oh, easy. You mentioned him to also, Tony Robbins, Awaken the Giant Within. Awesome. I right. read that book at least once a year and have for the last decade. Cool. Mm-hmm. What uh, dreams and goals inspired you to succeed? You know, I don't know if it's actually my dreams and goals that inspired me. What inspired me was more of what I didn't want. And, you know, as an entrepreneur, it, early on in the music business, I had a lot of odd jobs, 
because I had to make ends meet and had to fill those holes and, and pay the bills and make sure that I actually ate. Um, I knew I didn't want to be an employee. And, and when you're doing a lot of odd jobs, you, you have really sucky jobs and a lot of stuff that you just, you become really clear on what you don't want. And even jobs where I had where I did have a consistent paycheck and I did hit a little level of comfort for a little while because I could depend on that paycheck. That was still an uncomfortable position for me because I knew that there wasn't any more. I, I, if, if I worked harder, I was still going to get the same amount. Yeah. So I was actually much more comfortable in an entrepreneurial position with the uncertainty of pay, but knowing if I worked hard, I was going to get paid a lot. So I wouldn't say it was my dreams and my goals that, that inspired me. To, to, to do what I do. It was more of just being really clear of what I didn't want. Awesome. Make sense? Yeah, I do. I mean, to, with me, with my business, I feel like every day I get up, I'm excited because every minute I spend in my business, I'm mm -hmm. growing it. Mm -hmm. And uh, to me, that's a very, um, it's, it's, it's an awesome, you know, uh, realization. Mm -hmm. And uh, It comes with its trade-offs, though. Because you have that uncertainty, especially when you were starting your business. And, you know, you have five units. How do you live off the management fees of five units, exactly. right? And, uh but it grows, and, and you know you have the freedom, you know have the ability to grow, and no one really controls that except you. Exactly. I mean, definitely there is sacrifices in the beginning that you gotta you, you gotta undertake, mm -hmm. um, but the sky's the limit. That's what I, I love about exactly. it. So, exactly. So, and it's basically all on you on how how big you want to get it. So, mm -hmm. um, what qualities do you look for in people you hang out with? Mm, that's good. Uh, definitely character. You know, I've I've made a lot of my a lot of mistakes over the years. Um, I certainly want to hang around ambitious people. I think uh, the environment that you create for yourself is going to have as big of an impact on your success than anything else. Um, I've recently been introduced to a quote that uh, if you find yourself you, that you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. So I definitely look for people that know more than me, which is not, they're not difficult to find. But uh, I, I definitely want to surround myself with people that I can learn from and grow from. Um, I have a very relaxed manner. So I definitely want people that are relaxed. Um, interests, common interests are great. Laker fans, Dodger fans, love them. <laughs> but the, I like hanging around with entrepreneurs also that aspire to do bigger and better things. Awesome. Mm-hmm. And uh, what characteristics or skill sets sets you apart and enable you to be successful so quickly? Um, two things. I, I've really concentrated on developing my people skills and my sales skills. Read a lot of sales books, taken a lot of sales courses. Um, I think I spent a few years in in network marketing, and I think that's an amazing training ground for creating strong people skills. So I think that that is a biggie. And second is I'm just always kind of going back to the dreams and, and goals thing. I'm always just very clear as to what I don't want. So I know if I just got I've got something, I guess. Uh, what's the word? I, resilience, I guess. Grit oh, is yeah. is where I just know I got to work, work, work. And I find if I do the right activities, I do those consistently. You've heard me say this before, too. If you do the right activity, you do them consistently and you do them long enough. I'm gonna get what I want. There's no way that I'm not. So recognizing those two aspects, like the people skills are so important, regardless of whether it's real estate or not, because everything that you want is gonna be owned or controlled by another person. So you're gonna to have to have good people skills to get what you want. Um, and secondarily is just to know that the, the daily actions, the daily decisions compound over time. And the, those decisions of, 
whether those are good decisions or bad decisions, good activities or bad activities, they do compound over time. You know, and I started with one house with making the, the one offer, and I just kept on doing it over and over again. And here we are with 138 of them, and you know, I am financially free. Awesome. So, um, those are probably the two qualities I think: my people skills and just getting up and going to work every day. Awesome. And you know, that's one thing I realized too, as a as a property manager. Um, they call it property management, but I realize it's people management. You're dealing with the tenants. You're dealing with the the clients who are the owners of the property, the vendors, the attorneys, the you know the contractors. And mm-hmm. so you learn, like you said, you, you got to develop good people skills if you want to succeed. Absolutely, be successful. So yeah, I agree with you. That's great. Well, Matt, that, you know those are my questions, and I really uh, appreciate all your. Uh, your answers and I will listen to this podcast over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> that's it? You've got more questions here. Okay. Let's well, see. that's good. Um, let me ask you some questions. Okay. Uh, what What is it about real estate that's appealing to you? Well, what I like about real estate is, you know, I think I, I realized this young that, you know, I think I, I think I did a study of the richest people in the world and all of them are in real estate, but even before that, um, my father was a handyman, and um, I like the fact, and I studied architecture in college, so I like the fact that, you know, shelter is something that that affects a lot of people. You know, it's, it's one of the, I would think, one of the, the most important um, assets in most people's lives. So being able to uh, be a part of that, and my, my, I guess one of my things is if you're able to improve something and make it better, leave it better than how it was, mm-hmm. um, you can, you know, you can affect people's lives in a positive way. So that, you know, that goes with property management, goes with real estate, and also it's it's a good way to get out of the rat race is how I, I you know, envision right. it. So, awesome, awesome. So up to this point, uh, you look relatively young. How old are you, Edgar? I'm, I look young, but I'm uh, younger than I look. So okay. I'm 35 years old. Okay, yeah, you know, you definitely look much younger than that. <laughs> All right. So, so what have you done up to this point to build your own real estate portfolio? Not manage other people's, but okay. what, are you, what are you doing to, to build your own? And that's actually my dream. Um, I do have two properties that I own, and also, actually, just a third one. I got a condo in Orlando, so mm-hmm. just got that one added to my portfolio. And I just want to continue growing that. And like I said, one of my goals, my partner, Sepper, and I, we want to buy an apartment building mm-hmm. um, this year, before the end of this year. So that's what I'm doing to improve my passive income. Not only that, but incru- uh, grow my business mm-hmm. as well simultaneously. So that's what I'm working on to um, to grow my cash flow and get out of the rat race. Mm-hmm. So, so of, of the 80 units that you're managing right now, are they mostly single families or a combination? It, it's, they're mostly single families, a lot of duplexes, fourplexes, and mm-hmm. uh, the biggest one I have right now is 10 units. 10 units. Okay. Apartment, yeah. Very so, good. Have you let all of your, your clients know that if they ever want to sell that you're open to making them an offer? You know, I never never hey, came into that, but that's, you, that's you, a good question. You are <laughs> right say. in the perfect position to acquire property. Okay. Managing property is awesome. Great. You know, landlords and uh, investors are um, uh, modifying and adjusting and growing and reducing their portfolios all the time. So every time they do that, there's a transaction there. And so that's the investors that they're always looking to increase their return on investment. And then there's other investors that just don't like it anymore as well. So keep that in mind. Okay, yeah, and, definitely. And uh, create those relationships. Put the drop the uh, drop the little uh, what do you say that the birdie in the ear or something like that. Yeah. Anyway, awesome. put that I, in their ear. Yeah, I will for sure. I mean, one thing I was thinking about using them for is um, you know if I find a good deal, let them know about it. If they want to partner up. I was mm-hmm. thinking maybe they could be potential partners. It's another. So. It's another. You you are you know you've got 
you know, you work for real estate investors. You have a partnership with real estate investors. Exactly. So you're in a perfect position to, to make those types. And you're with, uh, there, there's a little difference too that, um, that you should really uh, embrace is that not only are you partners with investors, you're in partners with investors that are actually doing things. Exactly. Because you can be partnership with someone that says they want to be an investor, and it's not quite the same as being in a partnership with an investor that's already done something. That's so true. you're in an awesome position. I love it. Great. Um, what's the name of your property management company? It's Casa Realty and Investment Inc. Gasso? Casa. Casa? Casa Realty and Investment. It's Casa as in house, Spanish oh, for house. Oh, Casa. <laughs> okay, got it. Got it. I so. hablo a little bit. So. Um, <laughs> Super. So if anyone listening, they're looking for a good property manager in the Los Angeles area, how would they contact you? They can go to my website, casarealtyinvestments.com, or they can call me on my, at my office line. My direct line is 323-639-0888. Awesome. Well, Edgar, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for coming down. Thanks for the beer. Yeah. And uh, My pleasure. Let's stay in touch. Definitely. Okay. Super. Great. All right, so if you'd like to appear on an episode of Beer with Matt in the future, send me your request to matt at epicrealestate.com. Put Beer with Matt in the subject line, and I'll do my best to get to, to get you on the schedule. No promises, but uh, so far we're batting a 1,000. And uh, if you don't want to come into the studio and you still happen to have a question, a comment, or concern, the Epic Real Estate Investing Hotline is open to you. That number is 1-888-891-7203, one 891 7203 Okay, on behalf of Edgar and myself, until next time, to your success, I'm Matt Terrio, living the dream. You've been listening to Epic Real Estate Investing, the world's foremost authority on separating the facts from the BS in real estate investing education. If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to visit iTunes and share your thoughts. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time here at Epic Real Estate Investing with Matt Terrio. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.